broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 46 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. And we have special guests today, too. We've got um, Derek DeBoer and um, Marissa (laughs) Valentin. Did I get it right, Mr. (laughs) Valentin? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I was so nervous about that. You you picked it up in the end. Man, I really thought I was going to fail so bad on that. Um, (laughs) So we got Derek. Yeah. Yours is easy, Derek. (laughs) So, um, you know, we have them here today. We got Trevor. Uh, How was everybody's holidays? Everybody have a good one? Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Fantastic. I spent New Year's Eve for four nights at Disney's Vero Beach Resort. So it was couldn't have been better. Weather was perfect. Wow. Beach was awesome. Pretty great. That's really great. I've never gone to Vera Beach, but I've always <gasps> wanted to check that resort out. I've heard it's really nice. One of the, once you go once, I can tell you the addiction will start and you will want to go again <laughs> and again. Nice. I'll have to I'll have to do that one of these times. We actually this is weird for us because we took the we've we've been podcasting for almost 2 years and we took the first break we've ever taken um, over the past couple we, we we skipped an episode which we never do. Um, and we have the most wonderful listeners in the world who were super, super understanding. Uh, and, and well, that we heard from anyway, there could be some people cursing us behind their backs for, you know, behind our backs for not, <laughs> for not having an episode on, but we're back. And not only are we back, we have, uh, we're so excited to have, uh, Derek and, and Marissa here because, um, some big news just came out today. Uh, well today, yes. Uh, when you guys are listening to this and they're the perfect guests to have on for this big news. And I, you know, Maybe I'm not the best person to explain what's what's going on. So maybe one of you guys wants to get into the changes with a uh, DVC resale that were just announced. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there, it was a it was a big big day here at the <laughs> DVC resale market. You guys been so, a little yeah, busy we today. Have some uh, some big big news that I know by now a lot of your listeners uh, already know about. So uh, Marissa, why don't you do it so eloquently to kick us off? Sure. So um, Disney is, as many people know, done a couple different waves of restrictions on resale purchases. So this is the biggest restriction that they've come up with at this point. And it's a little bit tricky to understand in full. And so far, we've had quite a few questions on it. Uh, The great thing is we posted a really fantastic blog on our site. So if you head to our site, DVC Resale Market, I think we can post the blog link for you all. But this is going to be the most helpful and educational thing you can read on this process. But basically what happened was... Disney, basically, if you think about it, they kind of declared the original 14 resorts as the classic resorts. So as a DVC member, as long as you purchase before January 19th, you're grandfathered in. Now, after January 19th is when the changes come. So we'll kind of talk about that first, and then we'll talk about the purchasing process if you still want to do that. But basically, anybody who purchases after January 1st, or excuse me, January 19th, 2019, they will only be able to use their Disney Vacation Club points on the 14 classic resorts. So the new resorts like Riviera that are coming out, you would not be able to use your points on any new resorts. Now, the other thing is once new resorts come out, such as Riviera, if anybody wants to sell those in the future, so let's say you purchase the new Riviera resort directly from Disney and you decide, you know what, I'm ready to sell my membership. As a resale, only Riviera can be used at Riviera. So that's going to be a major change. And mm-hmm. it's we're going to kind of see that trickle, probably not anytime soon, probably about 10 years from now, we'll really start to see the full effects of what that will do as Disney continues to build new resorts. To be honest, in terms of resale changing, 
we, we're not going to see major changes until we start to hit some of those expirations of 2042 and some of those new resorts built out. But that's the biggest change. Now, one of the biggest questions we've had, and literally we've been bombarded today with people wanting to buy contracts as soon as possible. How do we get those in? Does it have to pass through right of first refusal first? No. So what happens is as long as we can get agreed upon sales contract, so both buyer and seller need to agree on a price and sign an initial sales contract, which our team is excellent at, and we have a really good turnover time, and we are all working overtime, so believe me, we'll be there for you. But as long as we can get that submitted before that deadline, now Disney's deadline is January 19th. We personally are giving everyone the deadline of Wednesday, which will be, let me pull up the calendar here. So Wednesday will be the 16th. So ideally, we'd like to have all contracts submitted to Disney on the 16th just to be safe and make sure they're in on time. But as long as we submit them to Disney, whether or not Disney starts to look at them through right of first refusal or not, as long as they're submitted, then we're good to go on the grandfathering process. So it doesn't have to close within that time frame. That's that's a great uh, breakdown of that, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions around that. I know, uh, so I, I've got a question just to start us off here too, unless there's more that you want to say about that before we no, start questioning you. <laughs> um, so is this, do you think this is going to see a short-term spike in, in resale prices now? I mean, is, is that something you guys expect over the next two weeks here? Yeah. Um, so when this happened, something similar happened in 2011 when they did the collection restrictions, and although we weren't in business at the time, many of some of the resale companies sold out of every single contract they had. Those so other places. I think so far today <laughs> we sold 56 contracts today. Oh my goodness. And that's just within without an official announcement. So starting Monday on the 7th when Disney does the official announcement, which, which I think is when this will air, we'll likely sell out a huge majority of our inventory over the next 10 days. So, uh, Trevor, I know you had uh, had some questions here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as someone I, I, who's in the market for resale. So, um, I, I guess, so just so I'm clear on this, so like, for example, I have 100 points at mm-hmm. Polynesian right now. If I wanted to expand on that, so, so buy additional points, same user and all that, I could end up in a position where I can only use some of my points at the newer resorts and then the rest... I, I can't use, right? Like there's no way to transfer or to, to work around that is what I'm hearing. No, I think maybe what it sounds like your question is, so let's say someone, uh, and we've had a lot of these folks have very similar questions to you today saying, okay, well, I own 100 points at the Polynesian. So let's say if I buy 100 points more at the Polynesian before the deadline, there's, there's no difference, right? So if it passes right of first refusal, it goes into your account, you could use them for all the future resorts. No problem, no question whatsoever. Then there's folks that say, well, what happens if, you know, I wait till February and I still want to buy 100 points. I still want to buy them in my same use year um, so I can still use them for all the Disney Vacation Club resorts, right? Like Marissa said, the classics. Yeah, all that is exactly the same. But like Marissa said, the big difference is after that deadline of January 19th, uh, you're not going to be able to use resale points for any future Disney Vacation Club resorts. So, so far, there's two on the horizon there's Riviera and then there's also Reflections which again these are years away Uh, but any points purchased after that January 19th deadline again they are good for what we like to say you know uh, the best of the best the original 14 because the locations cannot be beat around the monorail resort and next to Epcot so fantastic resorts but anything in the future you will not be able to use resale points for those, which is interesting because I think a lot of people, when they first hear it, and we've talked to a ton of folks today, at first they're kind of like, wow, that's 
that's, oh man. But then once they think about it and then they realize and say, well, I know how I, A, how I use my membership now and B, I think, you know, how I'm going to use my membership in the future is, you know, honestly, for a lot of folks, those 14, those are the ones that they love the most. And they said, Derek, you know, I've had my membership for 10 to 15 years and we've only stayed at three of them so far. So we got like 11 more to use over the life of the membership. So that's where it comes down. And that's what we kind of put the urgency on folks to saying, listen, if you're kicking around the idea, why not do it sooner rather than later. I talked to so many folks today that said, we were thinking about buying in February, we were thinking about buying in March, but you know what? We're just gonna do it now because we don't want to miss out. So just in case we wanna use those points at the Riviera or Reflections, by all means, like Marissa said, there has never been more urgency to get that membership started than with us. So be sure to visit our site, dbcresellmarket.com as soon as possible. Well, I think you guys will be hearing from me fairly quickly. <laughs> in that case. Oh, look, I just uh, got an email from Trevor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird, huh? Trevor just um, put in an offer I, you just um, right now, this very moment. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. No, I, I didn't actually, but yes, we, it'll be very soon. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so so I guess, so so I understand that with, with the, uh, um, with, like, if you have two different contracts. But I was also thinking about, like, because um, you know how you can transfer points between contracts correct so like let's say you have and and i know you may not be able to answer this right away or it's it may not be clear yet how it's going to work but so let's say you know you have a a direct bought contract or or you know one that's grandfathered in and then you go to someone and say hey you know i want to i want to transfer some points from another member to my contract so i have you know a, a larger for that you know that one-time transfer that you can do mm-hmm does the same thing still apply with that? Like they'll still look at it as going, you still have this many points grandfathered and then this many points that you can't use for something like Riviera? So I know the reverse is true. So for example, let's say there's a resale member who purchased after 2011 and they want to take their points and transfer it to somebody to use for a cruise. They wouldn't be able to take those points and use them within the Disney collection for a cruise because they own resale points. Now, the okay. reverse is what I'm not 100% sure on. Derek, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if there is somebody who maybe bought direct and wants to transfer to a resale member who doesn't have access to like the cruise collection. I still think it would be blocked at that point as well. So I think either way with transfer, I think it'll be blocked if you're trying to go from one direction to another. Yeah, and, and it's a great question too, because I think like a lot of things, especially when news comes out, um, we're going to get information because you're going to have great questions like that that are gonna to start to trickle in. And that's why our site will always be a great place for folks to go to reach out to myself, to reach out to Marissa, any of the great agents here. So we could say, hey, you know what? I heard a great question. Did Was there an answer for that one? Or I was still wondering about this. So by all means, we encourage it because this is kind of a, an ongoing, I think, process. So questions are gonna come up because there's never been anything quite so drastic like this. So I think there's gonna be questions throughout the whole entire time, definitely over the next couple of days for sure. Right, and actually when Disney did their resale restrictions in 2016, I think they changed the policy before they actually like <laughs> confirmed on everything with like timelines and deadlines and how the points would use. I think they changed it about four times till they finalized on it after they made the <laughs> announcement. So what we're saying now is what is going to happen. We don't know if that will change within now till January 19th. Okay. All right. Uh, then I'll just keep checking your website every day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and you know it's it's interesting. We 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 got a lot of questions about this too. Um, you know, right when this this started trickling out here, and and there were some people. And Trevor, I don't know if you wanted to ask anything else. I'm sorry if I interrupted your question. No, 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 there. no. Keep, go ahead. We I know we have a ton of users that want their questions asked. Oh as my well, gosh, so. we have so we have so many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys are so popular that every time we have you on, our listeners ask us an insane amount of questions to ask hey, you. So <laughs> hey, and and I just need to throw this out there that you truly have such a fantastic audience that Marissa and I. We always laugh multiple times a day that I will literally take screenshots of our chat boards. So, because we have a great live chat feature. So, for folks that can't talk on the phone or, you know, don't want to email, they can always click on the right hand screen of our uh, website. So, when you log on to dvcresellmarket.com, it'll say chat with us. So, you chat on it. So, I'll be talking to people and then I'll say, hey, I'm Derek and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I can't tell you how many times Marissa and I hear, hey, are you the Derek that was on the Welcome Home podcast? I listened to that. <laughs> I'm not joking. I literally, and I will always, to take a screenshot of it and then I'll send it to Nick and then I'll send it to Marissa and I go, I love these guys. They have like the best, smartest audience in the uh, world. Uh, that's, you know, I, I just thought it was us being biased and just loving our fans, but they are just, the, they just are the best. I mean, yeah, they they're, they're, they're just so great. I, I, I totally agree with that. So that's they're great awesome. to hear that you guys hear from, hear from them too. And, and it's great. So we love it. That, love it. That, that makes me happy. So, um, yeah, so it, we got some great questions. So, um, we, we saw, um, the, and this was actually not on our, Facebook page, but this was on a different Facebook page. So um, a, a listener named Paul asked, how do you think this will affect resale prices in both the short and long term? Um, do you speculate that Riviera resale is going to cost less, you know, because of the restrictions on this? You think it'll cost more? How, how do you think that's going to be? Um, and this person also asked if they're selling, if they're thinking of selling, should they do it right now? Uh, you know, should, is this the time to do it? Um, I, th- you know, I, I know I just asked you three questions, but I think they're all related. So yeah, sure. So I think I <laughs> yes, mean, yes, if, and yes. Yeah. If, <laughs> if someone's looking to sell, get started right away. Again, if you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email, Derek at dvcresellmarket.com, Marissa at dvcresellmarket.com. Just mention Welcome Home, and we'll know you're from the podcast. So whether you're sending an email or putting an offer in, just use one of our names and say Welcome Home. We'll know where you came from. But for selling, if you're thinking about selling, yeah, do it now. Not only is this prime time of year, but we have so many buyers at the moment that if you're looking to sell quick, this is by far the smartest time. But the process to sell does take a couple days, so we do need to have that process started as soon as possible. So if you're thinking about it, buying or selling, don't wait. Just get it done as soon as you can. Now, when it comes to prices for the future, it's really hard to know how the market's gonna shift and change with this. It's likely once we hit that January 19th deadline that we'll see sales dip a little bit and we'll possibly see prices dip. And by dip, I don't see anything major, maybe five to 10% drop down in overall prices. But another thing is once Disney does this, they're doing a major price increase on all their sold out inventory. I mean, we've heard rumors to the mid or possibly high $200 per point for some of these resorts. So that's also, it's hard to really calculate what kind of effect that's going to have as well for future resale value. And I think like Derek was saying with the classics, they are prime locations. So no matter Mm -hmm. what, if you're buying a Bay Lake Tower, if you're buying a Polynesian, if you're buying an Oakey West, you're still getting into those 14 prime DVC resorts. Now, where the real question mark lies is going to be Riviera. Because when that goes to resale market, you can use it at Riviera and nowhere else. And if you think about it, if you can only use it at Riviera, you really have to utilize that 11-month priority. Otherwise, it's seven months. Since you can only book Riviera, you risk everybody wanting to book this brand new resort and you may not get anything out of it. So because of that, we do see that it's likely going to dip quite drastically on 
Riviera or the new locations once they hit the resale market. Yeah, and and that's where you know Marissa touched on it on it perfectly too. Is that that's what's so great about your audience, guys? Is that you know they're educated and they're smart. So when they look at this and say they're going to look at Disney Vacation Club for the first time and say down the road, the only offering that they have is the Riviera, right? First thing a lot of folks do is say, okay, well, that's a nice place. Then they're going to go and they're going to Google, you know, or they maybe heard about it on your show or they look us up and they see us on the website and then they say, well, wait a second. So if I'm buying the Riviera, say for who knows what it's going to be, but let's just say $200 per point. And then down the road, like a lot of folks do, you never buy it to predict that you have to sell it, but that's what makes... DVC so great is that you can purchase it, use it, and then for whatever reason down the road, if you do need to unload it, um, you have that knowledge knowing that, wow, there's a great market, right? There's a great market for me to resell my Bay Lake Tower, my Polynesian, my Boardwalk, because there's such a great audience and such a great love for those resorts. But then when they start doing research and say, wait a second, so if I'm buying the Riviera direct from Disney, and if for whatever reason I need to or want to sell it, who's ever going to buy it can only use it at the Riviera. So that's when folks say, well, wait yeah. a second, why don't I look at resale? Because the resorts I want to stay at, the ones that I love, the ones that I know that I've been told I can book at seven months out, and we all know how easy it is to say, get into the beach club or the boardwalk during the food and wine festival. Um, <laughs> yeah. They might say, hey, you know what? I'm going to look at resale because these are the 14 resorts. These are the, you know, again, the number one rule of real estate is three things, right? Location, location, location. So for owners to know that they could book say their favorite resort right whether it's on that monorail loop the polynesian the grand bay lake tower or maybe it's boardwalk or beach club with everything coming to you know epcot and everything coming to the studios they can look knowing that they have that knowledge then they also can feel good that you know what i didn't have to spend double that to purchase a resort that if i needed to down the road if i needed to sell it i, I might not financially come out okay because we all know dvc is not an investment Right? But if I'm spending a good chunk of money, I'd kind of like to know what my exit strategy is. And that's why folks love working with us because they know, hey, you know what? I could use it. And if I need to sell it down the road, there's a tremendous audience for it. And odds are I'm probably going to get what I put into it plus maybe something else. So that's what works out great. We got your offer, Trevor. <laughs> just, just yeah, no, for real. That's what she was showing me on the phone. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say something. About this. I, 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 as we were talking here, I've been talking with my wife, and yeah, we we agreed we were going to put in offer. <laughs> I swear to you, I thought Marissa was just kidding, right? There. <laughs> I totally. Did I'm, I'm literally talking to you, and she's shoving her phone into my face, and I can't read it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, not right now. And Derek's so passionate when he's talking, his hands Sorry, are moving, guys. knocking the phone out of my face. My hands are moving, microphones falling out of my ear but as long did trevor follow the rules though did he say welcome home he put welcome home oh he he did that's good i don't think i did when i bought (laughs) (laughs) i think i might have forgot about that um (laughs) that's funny uh is it the same use here trevor or is it because i'm surprised you found a contract that quick uh, there's actually been a few out for my use year. So I've been I've been looking for a while, like I've said on the podcast. I've been using your guys' app, and um, I've been keeping an eye on this for a while. And my wife and I earlier kind of decided on uh, one that we wanted. So there and you, you go. Trevor, honestly, you found probably the best 3,000-point contract that we have. <laughs> I, I can't wait to be there for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's got, Trevor, Trevor and I have all that podcast money, so you know yeah. we could just buy a... <laughs> Or two weeks in a bungalow. Yeah. yeah. yeah there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Especially with the with the points going down for the bungalows in 2020. You're in good Ooh. shape, man. Ooh, that's tempting. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, we got yeah. a lot of questions. I don't yeah. know, Trevor, if you want to ask some of the ones on this list here we got, but uh, you know, I, I definitely have a lot. <laughs> but well, one more question. One more question, real quick. Do you guys think that Riviera is going to sell at two hundred, or you think it's going to be lower because of these restrictions? Just off the bat, like the direct price. You know what, um, Marissa and I were just talking about this, even with Nick earlier. That from what we think, and again, it's you know the rumor mill. It's you know because we both Marissa and I worked at DVC for years and years and years, so we have a lot of friends, and so we hear things from someone or someone said something to someone. So it seems to be like the most current rumor is that you know it's going to be probably somewhere around there, so somewhere maybe around the two hundred per point. But obviously, there's going to be discounts, you know, purchase incentives and whatnot. Um, but I think the most interesting thing that I heard was that perhaps that the Riviera, while the point cost might be high per point, that the point chart might be pretty low, right? So, you know, if I'm going to buy 200 points, oh. maybe the studios are going to be less than, say, something that's on the monorail resort. So, again, that's not confirmed at all. Uh, but I found <laughs> We that. like rumors here. We like we like reckless but, speculation, Derek. It's, it's okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, we, in fact, have a segment called Reckless Speculation. So we're, we're okay with it. We're cool. Um, oh, perfect. Then what do you hear this one? No, can, we call, yeah. can we call this the Star Wars Premium? Yeah, it's called the Gondola Premium. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> Instead of the Monorail Premium, it's the Gondola slash Star Wars Premium. <laughs> the Gondola Premium. And, and make sure you get on that gondola now. Not when it's going to rain in Florida, because who knows how those things are going to work when lightning comes out. So. Well, there's no air conditioning either. <laughs> there's no air conditioning, so that's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah sign uh, me up for two hundred bucks a point for that. Sounds yeah, good. I'm sure it'll be fine. And, and yeah, I guess I never even thought about that. Is yeah, I guess the the actual point value for for the like a studio mm-hmm. could make it more competitive than than yeah any of the the monorail loop. I just saw some pictures of it the other day. I can't remember on online and, you know, someone was taking some pictures of it. And every time I look at it, I go, man, it's huge. I mean, it is big. It is a big, big resort. You know, I, but I I thought I heard that they were only having 300 units there or something like that. And I felt like that was small for DVC. I could be wrong though. I don't, I don't know. But I think Bay or Beach Club and Grand Floridian both have like something in the 100s. So 300 is pretty decent size. Okay. Not compared to like an old Key West or a Saratoga, but right. yeah, still still smaller than that. Maybe more like a Bay Lake or a Poly. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say also considering its location too, that it, that is a high concentration of rooms, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially with Beach Club and Boardwalk being the comparison nearby. Yeah. Well, that might mean we can get into Beach Club and Boardwalk a little easier too. Right. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Well, yeah, that's it's almost like I feel like other DVC members should feel like this is a little bit of a, uh, maybe a little bit of a positive. Maybe it's going to free up some availability elsewhere. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I don't know if it is or not. I mean, I guess we'll have to see. Right. Well, it's, it's you know, a lot of folks have that mindset, like when there's a new attraction, you know, oh, my God, Toy Story Land open. So now the rides at, you know, Animal Kingdom, the Pandora lines dip down by 15 minutes because everyone ran over to, to try a Toy Story. And so Star Wars <laughs> is going to come and it's going to suck everybody up. So that's, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a new resort. We've seen it and I've been a member since 1999. And it's always that mindset when there's a new resort. It's human nature that folks, you know, oh, I just want to try it out. But I think anyone will tell you that these original 14 that you have with us um, are, are definitely going to be the ones that folks are going to always want to stay at. And again, that's where research, again, is key. And that's what Marissa and I love to talk to folks and why we love what we get to do, because we don't just have to sell folks whatever the current product is, right? Okay, well, this is Copper Creek, and this is your choice, and this is why you should buy it. Well, I really want to stay at the Beach Club, because that's my favorite. 
okay, well, sure, you can use your points at seven months out, or, well, yeah, but can I buy the Beats Club? You know, and so, well, well, that's a little bit of a different scenario. For us, we're just flat out. You know, we love to be able to tell folks and say, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? If it's your favorite, you need to buy that resort because some are harder to get into than others. We all know that. If you don't have a favorite, I always love to tell folks, hey, if you don't have a favorite and you're not going to book more than seven months out, then just buy Saratoga Springs, flat out. Most economical resort you can buy. Yeah, that makes total sense. Trevor, yeah, did so, you have a did you have a question? Uh, actually, I was so I was looking through. I, I know we've got them all in order here, but I really wanted to ask uh, uh, Gregory B's question because I, I just yeah. think it's amusing. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, no, th- this this literally made me laugh out loud. So I think yeah. we need to. <laughs> and, and, and Gregory is uh, he's he's a frequent contributor. He's funny. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, Gregory wanted to ask you guys. He um, he says his current contract is only in his name. Um, he's wondering if he should uh, change it to include his wife prior to adding on to his contract or if, uh, or, and then also should I add on and title in my name only or change it to both in the future? So he's asking like, you know, he's looking to add on, but because of the way the contract is set up right now, should he go and do those changes first? And then the last question you ask is, should he just divorce and not worry about it? <laughs> so. Right. I mean, that, that may be the easiest. That'd be the um, easiest. Yeah, the easiest thing to do, right? I think in any like in a different circumstance, he could have go ahead and redeed and add his wife and then add on. Honestly, with what's going on right now add on now um mm-hmm. if, if you're going the resale route do it now so and the, the process of changing the name now we have we work with fantastic title companies so if he's purchasing and adding on what we'll do is we'll match his original contract um if he's buying like the same use share so that everything matches and blends together once he closes on that we can use the same title company to quick claim and just add his wife on so it's pretty simple and since he already has the contact with the title company it's not a hard change after that <laughs> Or by okay. that point, it might even be his new girlfriend. Yeah, right? there we go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it might just be exactly. easier to do it that way. Yeah. I mean, if he's considering the latter, then... <laughs> she can be an associate member. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so I, I see another one here, um, and I feel like we answered this already. Oh, wait. So... This person asked, and this is a kind of a confusing question, but I, I think it's a good one. What if what if I bought Copper Creek Direct, and this is Roxanne asked this, Copper Creek Direct after uh, you know one nineteen, and then go sell it? Would the new owner be able to book only the fourteen original and not the new DVCs? Will that affect my resale value on Copper Creek? So I think what she's asking is, do we feel like this is going to affect the resale value on all contracts after one nineteen because now they don't have access to the new resorts? Yeah, so I think that that we'll see in the short term. I think we will see a small dip um, small because one. they will. It, yeah, with her Copper Creek, if she were to resell it, it only has access to the 14 resorts if she resells it after January 19th, not the new ones. However, it's really hard to compensate because Disney is scheduled to do some pretty drastic increases on sold out. So, and they're doing an increase on Copper Creek as well. So. Copper Creek hasn't even hit the sold out stage, so it's hard to even have an idea on what the value is going to be once it officially sells out because that's truly when we start to see the value of demand and where Disney goes with their sold out price increases. But again, not that we have anything confirmed, but there's rumors that Beach Club is now going to be sold in the mid $200 per point, which it's kind of crazy thinking that it only has 23 years left on it, but it doesn't have a lot of years left. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. So if you think the value is going up to the mid $200 per point, the resale value, if you're paying our average price of 140 per point, I don't see that dipping 
any drastically because you can still use the 14 resorts and it's sure a lot better than paying around $200 per point when your whole goal is to stay at Beach Club. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I was thinking about this earlier and you're kind of confirming my, my thought process on this. It's like the prices you guys have now are based on access to 14 resorts. Yeah. And that's not going to change. You're still going right. to have access to 14 Correct. resorts, right? right? So why would the price change that much? Because all you're doing is talking about the future. For me, it's like, okay, well, the price is this now because I have access to 14 resorts. Well, there's going to be 16 in the future, but I still have ac- I'm still buying at the same price that I did, which when it had access to 14 resorts. I, I don't know if that thinking makes any sense, but it, it does in my head. <laughs> right, and that's why we feel with the resale until we start to really start to see a lot of resale contracts from the new resorts, the Riviera Resort and all of the new contracts hit the resale, we won't really, I don't think, notice a drastic change. Okay, that's great. Um, that makes total sense. I think that's a, that was a great question. Trevor, you want to do one? Yeah. Um, so I, I guess let, let's change gears a little bit here. And um, so actually this question is kind of interesting now based on this new information. Uh, so Tom D is asking, uh, what do you anticipate happening with annual dues over the next five to ten years? Are they likely to maintain the same increase this year over the next over the next several years? So, the, so the, I guess the thinking is, is you know, there was a big jump this year. Do you guys see that that trend is going to continue? But I guess with also the way things are changing, like how they're kind of splitting up the resorts, do you think that might have an effect on it as well? I guess I'm kind of adding on to his question. So no, no, <laughs> that's okay, yeah. Trevor. It's our show. We get to do what we yeah, want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those questions that, that always comes up and especially, you know, obviously it's been a very busy last couple of weeks with Disney vacation club with the new dues coming out. And now with this announcement and everything else, um, I, I we say with the dues and again, you could visit our site cause we've done a great blog and you could see exactly how much the dues have gone up and really most importantly the rationale behind it which i think a lot of folks already know because your audience is smart is a lot of it is because the hourly wage went up right so every resort pretty much went up because the hourly wage had to increase which again a lot of folks say you know what that's a good thing because i want happy mm-hmm. cast members right i don't want disgruntled cast members i want Absolutely. we always <laughs> tell folks Agreed, too yeah. you know when it comes to the dues always keep in mind you would rather be paying dues than paying rack rate at a disney hotel right? To where there's 100%. there's no guarantee of inflation. There's no guarantee that those room rates are not going to be crazy. I used to always tell folks, and I still do, I say, listen, down the road, it's going to be $500 for you to stay at Port Orleans. And people laugh and go, no, it's never going to be $500 to stay at Port Orleans. And then we explain to them and say, <laughs> yeah, it is with inflation and how much the rates go up. And also you're paying that 12.5% tax every mm. single night of your trip. Members are always, and that's why a lot of them say, you know what, the best part of my ownership is the dues. So I think this year, or maybe even next year, we're going to see a little bit more of an increase, you know, regarding the dues, probably, hopefully nothing as big as it was. But I think once you kind of the dust settles, and they still look at it and say, I own X amount of points, my dues are this much, hold on a second, how much am I actually paying per night for me to stay at places like the boardwalk for me to play, say places like the Polynesian versus that guest. So as a member, despite what happened with the dues this year, as a DVC member, as you're always going to come out ahead, hands down. And it's funny. I can actually attest to that personally, because um, years ago I stayed at the grand or grand Californian in Disneyland. And I paid, it was about $230 a night. 
and I looked at the prices there recently, and oh boy, <laughs> they are <laughs> they are not two hundred dollars anymore. Is that, so, is that American dollars, Trevor, or is that Canadian? That was American. So okay, gotcha. Yeah, oh, just making sure. <laughs> yeah, now now it's it's a lot higher than than that. So yeah, I, I do I know what you mean. I I totally get what you're saying, Derek. It's that it's. Um, yeah, you, you say right now, no, there's no way this will go up. But yeah, even over like three or four years, it, it's amazing how those prices climb. So hey, I can tell you firsthand, guides at Walt Disney World and all over the world that sell Disney Vacation Club guides love to use the example of how much was it a night to stay at the Polynesian back in 1971? 29 bucks a night to stay at the Polynesian. <laughs> Right. And so we used to tell folks and say, you know, so imagine that's the great thing about DVC is, you know, imagine paying twenty nine dollars a night, say, you know, now. And you say, how did you get that room for like twenty nine dollars a night? That's crazy. <laughs> We're paying like five hundred bucks a night. And you say, oh, I bought Disney Vacation Club. Right. You know, I broke even on it. There's the purchase price and I broke even on it. Now I just pay the dues and the dues are just what it takes to keep the resort operating. If you're not going to become a member, guys, you're still going to pay dues because it's built into your hotel room costs are the dues. And that's, I think, the biggest thing is because there was um, a cast member change of rate and Disney had to change their pay for a lot of cast members. They had to adjust some of the taxes for uh, resort taxes mm -hmm. that they weren't paying over the years um, because they were exempt from it. But it wasn't just DVC. They have to do it for the regular hotel rooms as well. So those rates have gone up just the same rate. You just don't see that written out in blogs or you don't get an annual report yeah. that breaks it down. And it's well, not to say that they're going to continue to have to do that every single year. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that drives me nuts sometimes. And like, if you look at some of the Facebook pages, they're like, you know, the dues go up and they're like, DVC is getting greedy. And it's like, <laughs> well, do you understand your dues pay for expenses? That's what the dues pay right. for. <laughs> it's it's yes. not a profit, profit center for DVC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I like I, to you, tell folks too, you know, say, listen, you want your dues to go up. And let me tell you why, because if your dues remained exactly the same, tell you what, you'd be sleeping on the same bed sheets from last year. <laughs> the lawn wouldn't be mowed. The pool would be dirty. You want your dues to go up because it's maintaining that Disney quality. And that's that's why you love going there. Yeah, all, all those renos, all those improvements that you do see over the years. Yeah, <laughs> they have to come yeah. from somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. All those new big TVs and everywhere. I love those TVs, <laughs> man. I love them. Mm -hmm. They do have some really nice TVs in some of those resorts. I think I stayed in Boardwalk a couple of years ago and I was very impressed with the TV in that room. <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's one of those things I see all the time that drives me nuts. And it's like, guys, if you read if you read the statement you get from your your resort every year, you know that breaks down all the things your money goes towards. One of them is not profit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, anyway, uh, that was that was my soapbox for for a second there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but I I, I hope uh, I think we answered uh, Tom Dean's yeah. question pretty well. And do you want me to jump in on the next one here? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Sure. Um, so, uh, Elizabeth and Matthew T ask, what are my financing options for buying a resale contract? What percentage of down payment money do I have to typically provide to finance a DVC resale? So there's a couple, um, companies out there that just focus strictly on DVC and the resale side of financing, which is pretty awesome. Um, one of the top companies that we refer people to is Monera. Monera has a really sophisticated algorithm. So the great thing with them is they don't check credit. So again, I think we've talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, but people have been through hard times that when they go and want to buy from Disney and they go to check financing, sometimes people can't get approved because Disney has such high standards. With Monera, because they base their financing off the collateral of the purchase, you can literally log onto their site right away and get a loan quote. 
and you don't have to check credit. It's based on the contract that you're purchasing. So, and their rates are almost identical. I think slightly less than what Disney has in terms of their interest rates. Um, most of the companies out there do five to 10 year loan options and your average down payment's about 20%. Uh, Vacation Club Loans is another great company out there. They do check credit. So if you have fantastic credit and you want to maybe see if you can get a little higher rate with your credit score, then Vacation Club Loans is another really good option. Great. And I mean, I, I know too, if you finance through Disney, it's a pretty high interest rate too. It's it's not <laughs> not to say that those others aren't, but I know it's a pretty high interest rate through Disney too. So right. yeah, um, I, I've got a question here for you. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here. And I'm going to go into a controversial topic because I want to do that. Um, so we, I briefly talked on the 2020 point charts. Um, I, I'm sure you guys have gotten questions about this, or at least you know know the, know the deal about it. Lots of people have become amateur, uh, you know, DVC sleuths where they're trying to figure out if DVC is trying to screw them over for 2020. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard about that or not. <laughs> uh, everybody's, you know, making spreadsheets and trying to figure out uh, how it, it, they feel like uh, that Disney has raised the points on every category in 2020. Um, but, you know, uh, we've gotten this question from a couple people. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the thought was always that the total amount of points stays the same. So if they go up in one place, they go down in another. Can you guys discuss that a little bit? I mean, I don't know if you've looked yeah, at 2020 so carefully. Sure. I think what, and a lot of times the way it's explained is to try to make it as simple as possible. So a lot of times the example is if you take a point chart and you look at the total number, if it goes down somewhere, then it's going to go up somewhere else, which is not actually the case. So it's the total number that's allocated to any resort. Now that's not something that people are gonna have access to. So you can do all the spreadsheets in the world, you won't actually have access to these numbers because that's something only Disney has. So they know the total number of points that they allocate to an entire resort or unit. So because of that, it's hard to really go through and figure out where these changes are allocated because it's not just point chart based, it's a total of number of points per resort, not per point chart. So it's still the concept of if they lower them somewhere or raise them somewhere, they do have to shift or lower them somewhere else but it may not always communicate through to the actual point chart. Gotcha. So it's not something you could easily confirm just by looking at all the point charts and seeing all that, especially with the lock-offs and you know, all the all that complicated stuff that yeah. comes through with that. And, and Disney I, doesn't dec- disclose the actual points allocated per resort. Gotcha. So there's no way that somebody could really even figure that out even no. if they tried. No. <laughs> so no. but, they're just driving themselves crazy. <laughs> that would be that would be a perfect guess for your rumor mail show. Oh, that's good. That well, I, I okay. Well, along those lines, uh, you know, I I saw that as immediately as people are always complaining there's not enough studios, right. and there aren't, and and you know, studios always book up quickly. And I, I, my assumption is they raise points on studios because studios are always booked up and that they lowered points on the larger rooms because those are always more available. Is, do you guys think that that's the case just based on your experience? Is that because I, I know a lot of people are a little upset about it because some people bought a certain amount of points thinking that would get them a week at a studio and now it doesn't anymore. And that's one of the things even when we were working for Disney directly and trained very specifically in is. If the point chart says 103 points for the week, don't buy 103 points. No, don't. Buy 110, buy 80, and plan on borrowing every other year because the total number of points can shift and they will. And so you don't want to buy a set number in hopes that's going to stay the same every single year. And that's kind of the beauty of DVC. And that's, I think, one of the, the misconceptions when people look at a point chart change and they just kind of freak out. The beauty is Disney can shift it based on demand. And so 
rather than having all these people always try to get into studios, for example, if they can shift it mm -hmm. and raise the studio points a little bit, it's going to allow some people to maybe have points to use in a one bedroom or, you know, open up more availability during these demanded time frames. Yeah, I, I think the I agree with you on that for sure, Marissa. I, I think the what we're seeing though is yeah that that it's that that demographic of you know the the bare minimums, right? And and uh, it's funny because I actually had when I was going through this when I bought my first contract with uh, DVC, um, my guide actually said the same thing you're saying to me right now. He said, you know, you have to make sure that you have enough points that if these numbers shift that you're not going to completely push yourself out of what you want. Right. So, yeah, that, that does make sense. Yeah, we used to always love to tell folks, you know, cause, and we still get this question and we tell them all, all the time, like, I'm just not sure how, how many points to buy. I go, well, the first best number is you got to buy, obviously, what's financially affordable. I mean, sure, everyone would love to have 500 points or 1,000 points, but find what's economical to you. Find the resort that's going to work best for you. Um, and again, we stress it's never going to be perfect. But I can tell you, no one has ever contacted the DVC resale market that being a member and said, you got to help me. I just have way too many points each year. I just possibly cannot <laughs> use all of these vacation points. It's a conversation no one's ever had. It is always the other way around. Say they'll call us or go on chat and they'll be like, hey, Derek, I heard you on the Welcome Home podcast. You're right. I'm always borrowing points. I should have bought more when I first joined. Because again, that's the joy of what you have is that any points say you don't use, so say you run into a time where you're not going to use them all, okay, so rent them out, right? We have a great rental partner at uh, the dvcrentalstore.com. We're giving them to friends, give them to family. You can give them to Trevor. So, yeah, there's, there's plenty of things you can do with your points. <laughs> yeah, the, if you get any of those calls, just you know, send them our way, and yep. uh, we're, we will gladly take the points off their hands for them. Um, we will help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> since you mentioned the rental market, and I'm sorry, Trevor, I know it's your turn for a question, but... Um, since you do you think that the changes, the resale changes, are going to affect the re, uh, the rental market, and if so, how? Yeah, so I think there's definitely, from what we've talked to, just with some of our friends and partners in the resale or in the rental side of it, there's definitely going to be a change. Again, we don't see it happening in the near future, but once we talk about, again, once we kind of hit that maybe twenty thirty stage, that's really when it may start to affect it and people who own resale at a Riviera resort who now want to rent, it's going to be a little bit more challenging and they're going to have to just find more sophisticated ways of setting up their balancing of those points and renting them out. Um, but what will happen too is there's going to be less people that are going to be able to rent out their points. For example, Riviera, let's say you wanted to rent out three months in advance, it's likely you wouldn't be able to. So then Disney can then, let's say they didn't use the points at all, well then Disney can take over that inventory and then they can resell it at rack rate prices. So I think Disney's calculating the value into that as well when they're making this change because they will profit off of that end of it. Interesting. Hmm. That is really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to change things. But like you said, it's, it's not really going to change anything in the short term. It's really the long term that this is going to be majorly different. Right. Right. It's, it's not, and we've talked to a ton of people today that, you know, said, Derek, you know, I know I'm going to buy DVC. I know I wanted to buy one of these original 14 resorts. So honestly, this just makes me want to do it sooner rather than later. So it's almost that friendly Disney nudge kind of to say, don't keep waiting. <laughs> don't keep renting trips. Take that plunge. You're going to give Mickey Mouse your money anyway. You might as well do it before January 19th. 
You guys are going to have like a record January. <laughs> oh, it's 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 literally <laughs> comical at this point. <laughs> it's, well, it's insane. Well, and congratulations to you guys too, by the way. I know you had a record 2018 too, so congrats on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. We have a great, great team. You know, Marissa and I are kind of, you know, we do a lot of the social media stuff and we get to have fun with you guys too. But just our overall team is just so phenomenal from, you know, all the... Uh, former vacation guides like ourselves that are doing it, our great contract administration team, all former great, fantastic Disney people, Christina and Janan, and then of course the leadership of Nick and Kevin. It just couldn't be a better group of people that truly, and that's what we want your audience to know, that we love what we do, right? We love it. We work for Disney. We have a passion for it. Um, and so we love being able to help folks buy it. We help to love folks that need to sell it. And we look forward to continuing to do that for many, many, many years to come. And I'll, I'll tell everybody too, when you do buy from them, uh, you know, cause I did just buy a contract and I'm sorry, Derek and Marissa, I did put down Nick, uh, only cause I've known Nick longer than you guys. <laughs> but, um, he's and not I didn't want to have to choose doing other things. <laughs> what's, what's that? What's that? <laughs> he's not busy enough. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, you know, listen, it, he's an option on the, on the drop down. So, um, just, but just when, Megan giving you our time. <laughs> But when you do buy from them, you uh, you can uh, select who you want to work with. So, you know, decide who you liked better on the podcast today, and then you can select Marissa or Derek. <laughs> this happens every time. Yeah, um, but seriously, do that. So I'm, I'm not... nicer than Derek. Oh, stop. <laughs> Trevor, who did you pick? But he's like a real, like, definitely he's a real joyful character. So, <laughs> who did you, Trevor? You guys just yeah. put welcome home in the comments. We'll know where you guys come yeah. from. We love to know who's actually listening. So yes. it helps us just from like our marketing side to know that you've heard us. So just put welcome home in the comments and then we'll work a little bit harder on getting that submitted before January yeah. 19th. And put either of <laughs> us like down. But again, in that comment, put Derek down, put Marissa down. But in that comment <laughs> section, please put the welcome home podcast. We please really, do. really, really do want to be able to track it down and say, wow, you know what? We sold a million points just from the welcome home podcast. Trevor, I think we're going to have to raise our rates. I don't know. Well, I, I was gonna say, I'll, I'll just be happy to hear that. I mean, it's... Uh, we need to start getting a kickback here. Yeah. Starting yeah, with well, Trevor, now the snowball. I've given you a head start. Exactly. Thank you, Trevor. Yeah, and, and yeah, I did, uh, I did pick Derek just... Oh, randomly picked so <laughs> it's a good choice marissa doesn't even work here d comes before m yeah d comes before m yeah i'm the first much. one right so it's easy to pick that oh man uh, yeah. do we want to ask some more questions here yeah like keep, keep it going i think we, we've actually got a lot of quick ones here actually yeah, we do. sorry we do um I, I do i, I realized I, I forgot there was a second part to elizabeth and matthew's question um so they were also asking this actually kind of goes back to what i was asking about with the, the transferring between riviera and the classic resorts is that um they were asking if i own 100 points at poly on a direct and i own 200 points at saratoga on a resale contract is it possible to merge points from my resale contract to my poly contract to book the poly at 11 months with all 300 points so kind of the same idea right right so yeah. it's regardless of its resale or direct um, if you own two different resorts, you only can use the allocated points that you purchase at that resort at the 11-month priority. So no matter where you're purchasing from, if you purchase two different resorts from Disney, if you purchase two different resorts resale or half resale, half direct, as long as you own two resorts, you only get, let's say you have 100 at Poly and 200 at Saratoga, you can only use that 100 at Polynesian at the 11-month priority. And it's a great question because it's probably in the top five questions that we get on a yeah. daily, daily basis uh, is, you know, hey, the, the combining points from different resorts and, 
I started to kind of just like to tell folks and say, I get it. It's a great question because probably the number one question is, hey, so can I buy points at Vero Beach and I could use those at Walt Disney World, right? And so we say, well, sure you can at seven months out. Oh, because I was hoping if I buy like, you know, 500 points at Vero Beach, but then buy 50 points at the Beach Club that I could use all 550 to book 11 months at the Beach Club. It's like, nope, only with the points at that resort, which isn't a bad thing because we have a lot of folks that say, I have 200 points at Saratoga, but I love, say, the Beach Club. So I'm going to buy a 100-point contract, right? Because I'm going to take those 100 points for the Beach Club and I'm going to bank them. So every other year, I have 200 points to be able to book 11 months out at the Beach Club. So maybe I'll do a you know monorail resort trip one year and then the next time I'm going to do an Epcot resort trip the next year. So if it's an every other year type thing, you can definitely do that too. Okay. That's great, yeah. Yeah. Why don't I, we... I, Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Trevor. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I was just going to suggest we take a momentary break to do our... We're about at the halfway point here, and I want to do our ad for the lovely DVC resale market, folks. But did you want to say a follow-up real quick, Trevor, before I, I did that? No, I was actually just going to say we, we had like three or four questions here that I think we can get through quick. But yeah, let's do the ad first, and then we can come back to this. Yeah, we can come back to it. So, uh, so you know, obviously, DVC resale market, good friends of ours. We love talking to them. We love having them on here. Uh, DVC resale market is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 11 former Disney Vacation Club guides and two former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. I, I believe uh, Derek and Marissa, you guys were guides, right? Or were you the quality assurance managers? <laughs> we were guides. <laughs> we were All right, guys. you guys were guides. So, <laughs> so these are two of them. We have them on today. Um, if you're thinking of buying DVC, do it quickly. Um, <laughs> browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts like Derek and Marissa on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. Um, they told me they're going to be up really late tonight answering all your questions from the changes today. So they are there all the time to answer your questions. If you are thinking of selling again, maybe do it quickly. Uh, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days and over 2,400 contracts were sold in 2017 alone. Um, and, you know, if, if you're looking to sell, it's going to sell in less than 30 days if you do in the next two weeks. Just throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> not a guarantee, but probably. Um, so go to DVC Resale Market com or call one eight four four DVC Pros, which is one eight four four three eight two seven seven six seven. Let them know that Welcome Home sent you. As Derek said, we love to to hear that uh, you guys are reaching out to them and talking to them a lot. Uh, it means a lot to us, and it means a lot to them. So please let them know that you heard about them from us. And again, that's DVCResaleMarket.com or one eight four four DVC Pros, or you can do like Trevor and I did and download their app and get alerts uh, for the for the contracts that we're looking for uh that's that's a great way to do things too so uh so yeah if you guys want to talk to uh to uh, derek and marissa please you know reach out to them reach out to them through their facebook page call them up go on the website they are here to answer your questions and of course they're here today to answer your questions too so they're good friends of ours uh please 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 work with them we we, we appreciate it so all right we got some more questions i'm sure here yeah. Trevor, you want to do one? I yeah, almost said Derek, uh, you want to do one. Well, <laughs> let me ask you guys. Like, sure, do, let me give you a list. <laughs> is, there any, uh, is there anything that we haven't touched on with the new resale rules that you guys have been getting a lot today, like that you've heard a lot that we haven't asked you? One thing I would say, and this is just kind of a tip for those of you who are on the fence or thinking about jumping in and buying or adding on, is if you've looked, go through our website and type in ROFR and look at the ROFR report of what Disney's been buying back. Um, last month, they bought back record high. They bought back 27% when normally they buy back like three to 10. Um, so 27% is pretty huge, which again is leading to that they're storing up for a huge price increase on sold outs. 
With that said, a lot of times there's kind of that uh, feel when it comes to resale that, hey, you can negotiate and go back and forth or maybe get a lower price on what it's listed for. Honestly, at this point, if you see a listing and you like it, you can put in an offer, try to go full price if you can, because not only is that gonna be allow us to start that sale process as soon as possible and get it submitted for you, but again, you're increasing your chances of getting that pass through right of first refusal versus, yeah, maybe you can get it for way lower than it's listed for. And the seller's like, yep, I just want it gone. Yeah. Well, I would hate to be the one who has to call you 30 days from now and say, hey, you're out of luck. Disney bought your contract back. And now if you want to buy something, you have to buy it restricted. Yeah, you got one shot, one shot. Yep. <laughs> Hope you made a good offer, Trevor. <laughs> I, I, I Three actually, times the asking price. Trevor took our advice before he yeah. even knew it was our advice. I, I, yeah, I, I knew what you guys were implying when, when you were speaking earlier about the, the full price. And yes, I did offer full price on the contract that I'm looking at. So I, I took your advice before you said it, which See? is kind of a weird time travel thing, I Red guess. So. <laughs> they've, been on, they've been on too many times now. We know what they're going to say. <laughs> uh, Trevor, you, you got you got some more questions here for them? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this one's pretty easy. I think we kind of already answered this from uh, Marie B. Um, uh, she would love further clarification on purchasing a second contract. Um, things like use your when you're able to combine points from each contract ability to purchase one-time use points. Or I guess we didn't really go over that. Um, anything to do with adding a resale contract. So I guess, yeah, I guess kind of what I'm doing right now is she wants to know, you know, what, how are you able to combine those contracts together to use them or, is, or what things do you need to be aware of, I guess, when you're combining them? Yeah, I think so too, that I always like to talk to folks when they say, hey, I'm a member and I'm looking to add on. Um, it does make your life a little bit easier if you can keep the same use here. You know, and a lot of people say, oh, well, it doesn't matter, but it, I mean, Thousands do it with different use years, but I always want, and that's what we pride ourselves on, making sure you guys know everything, that a different use year, even if the names are the same, uh, even if the resort is different, that's fine, but if the use year is different, if there's any difference from that original contract when it comes to use year or the names that are on the deed, it will result in a different membership, meaning you basically will have a separate membership, right? So you'll have two separate member numbers. So you're not gonna log into your account you have now and see all your points. Um, you're not going to be able to book all your points at one time. Uh, so you'd have to call member services each time you wanted to transfer points from one account to the next. Again, it's something that's very doable, but it's something that a lot of folks don't think about. So I would say in a perfect world, if you can match up your same use year, not the same resort, just the same use year, it really will help things uh, just go a lot smoother for you. Again, it's doable with different ones, uh, but just know it's definitely just a little bit more work when it comes to that. Because like we talked about earlier, if there's any change to that original deed, um, like the person that was thinking about, you know, adding someone or doing that, any change to the original deed uh, is going to result in a different membership number. So as long as folks are aware of that, but again, that's what we're here for. So when you have questions, reach out to us and say, hey, I thought I heard something about a use year or does it really matter? We just want to make sure that you know all the ins and outs. That's all. Yeah. And that's, I can attest to that too. Because when I, when I put my offer on my contract, it actually asks you when you're putting the offer in on the yep. website, it says, is it the same? Do you have this use you already? And when I checked no, uh, and Nick called me, he said, 
just so you know, this is what happens when you have a different Yushir. Right. And at the time, I was like, ah, that's fine. No problem. Whatever. And then, and then after I closed on everything, and now I have two different member numbers, I'm like, okay, I could see this is going to be... Now I have to manage my points a little more actively than I used to. You know, just I have to be a little smarter about how I manage my points. Right. But it's like you said, it's not undoable. No, not at all. So... Yeah, so I, I made that mistake already. So everyone learned from that. Um, <laughs> but Trevor, you know, is smart and doing the same use here. So. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, again, it, that that's purely a preference thing too, right? It, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, of yeah, like you said, you know, you in your case, Tom, you know, yeah, you you can have different users, different resorts, all that kind of stuff, and if as long as you're fine with it, then no big deal, right? I got an itchy trigger finger. Is what happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, kept, I, I kept waiting for the perfect contract to come up, and I was like, I just want to buy one. And then this one came up, and I was like... Oh, yeah, uh, that happens quite a bit, especially sometimes maybe, you know, overnight, and maybe the, the next day we get the email offers, and we look, and we kind of call people and say, hey, thanks for that full-price offer. Congratulations. Are you ready to move forward? And they're like, you know what? I got to talk to my wife. Can I call you that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I was actually in, in sincerely surprised at how quickly the process went. Cause I, I maybe hit send and then like 15 minute late, 15 minute minutes later, I get a call from Nick and he's like, Oh, the seller accepted your offer. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, that just happened like 15 minutes. What are you talking about? And they already accepted the offer. I was like, I thought that was going to take like weeks. <laughs> no. And the weird thing is if you would have put myself or Marissa down, we would have called you in five. Oh, man. Oh. Talking trash about Nick. I'm going to email him. <laughs> no, but it does attest to, again, I think yes. a lot of people have come on chat today and asked me, hey, um, is it too late for me, again, to buy before that right. that January 19th deadline? Again, our team is so fast, and we are working all hours, so don't be afraid to put an offer in, especially before Wednesday of next week on the 16th, because we're going to make sure that we are going to get that process for you. Yeah, and, and we're going to be your point of contact, too, throughout the whole entire process. So we always pride ourselves. And I think my favorite compliment that I get from folks all the time is, you know what? I purchased DVC with you um, and I got the Disney service, but I didn't have to pay the Disney prices. So for us, we that's what we kind of pride ourselves on. Right. So that's what we're here for. Awesome. That's great. I. I wanted to ask uh, you guys, I, and you know, just based on your experience with DVC, you guys have been around for a while. We were talking about Riviera, which, by the way, did you guys see the the short little video and the little design? You know, like we get. I don't know why they're trickling stuff out like this, but it driving me nuts. I just want to see the what a room looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, the we got to see the front of the resort, which looks really nice and made me a little more interested. Although I don't, I don't know how much I am now, but um, anyway based on your experience they're saying that's going to open in fall when do you guys think they're going to start selling that resort oh boy just a guess i, say, I mean usually if it's going to open in fall they would have already started selling it by now yeah. um oh, wow. i think there is a little delay in time frame and it's hard to say um they also usually give some sort of like a sellout notification to mm-hmm. the members or even the guides at some point when they start to sell out on their uh current resort and we haven't heard anything of that on copper creek um, so it's really hard to say because they've been very tight-lipped about this one. And there's also been a lot of rumors of delayed construction on Riviera. So in combination, it's hard to say really when that timeline's going to be. Interesting. 
I'm assuming if they're planning on opening it in fall, though, they're going to have to start selling it pretty soon here, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you think? <laughs> I, I would, I would hope so. Last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to wonder if maybe they they were waiting for this January 19th announcement. Mm, I think they yeah. have a lot of stuff coming in the next couple of weeks. In addition to that, I think with the price increase, not only on mm. Copper Creek but sold out. So I think, yeah, definitely look out for some more announcements fairly soon. Okay, good to know. Yeah, that is good to know for yeah. sure. <laughs> Um, Trevor, you got you got any more before we? Uh... So I, I think I, I can probably answer Kevin's question. So so the next question we got, Kevin asks, in your opinion, which is which WDW DVC resort is the best value for money on the resale market? You said Saratoga, right? Yeah, we actually do a blog. Uh, Nick does. He's so amazing at at these. They just magically appear at just the exact same time you need something, and it's like, oh, I already have a blog on that. So. Uh, it's it's fantastic. So you can see it on on our website um, that we do one every quarter. And Saratoga, just overall, every single every single uh, season, always comes out on top because when folks are looking for that most economical resort, when it comes to length of deed, when it comes to the annual dues, um, you really can't beat Saratoga, right? Uh, but again, I always stress to folks too, and that's what we love what we get to do because everybody's different. Some people cannot fathom spending so much per point for say the beach club or the boardwalk, right? Because there's such few years. Other people see that is the best value I can possibly get because Derek and Mirza, uh, that's where I wanna stay. I wanna have that security blanket that I know for the next, you know, say 20 some years that I can get into the beach club or the boardwalk. I don't wanna have to roll the dice at seven months out hoping I get in there. So that's where those folks will absolutely see the value in that. Other folks say, I don't see the value in paying anything extra for four extra months because Derek, Marissa, I don't book that far out. I'm lucky if I book seven months out or six months out, then why would you pay extra for a resort, right? That's more per point for a privilege that you're not gonna use. So some folks see value in length of deed, some folks see value in locations, some folks see value in dues, uh, but definitely check out the blog that we have on our site right now. You can see it when you go onto dbcresalemarket.com. At the very top, it just says blogs, and you can go back and look at all of our ROFR reports. You can look at most economical resorts and great, great stories there as well, too. Yeah, and I believe we posted, not I believe, I know we posted it because I've done it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we posted that to our, 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 our Facebook page several times, too. It's, it's a great report, really breaks yes. everything down and tells you their methodology behind why this is the most valuable. But like you said, not everybody, it, value is not the most important to everybody, right? And, you know, I... I I thought value was the most important to me. And it's funny because my wife and I, when we were talking about buying resale, we said, let's do Saratoga or Animal Kingdom because we really love Animal Kingdom, right? And we stayed there a bunch of times. And so, I, you know, we're looking around and separately, my wife and I both made the same decision and came together later and, and discussed it where we decided we want to do Animal Kingdom, even though it's not the most economical, uh, you know, it's not the most uh, money, you know, value for your money. We have a young daughter and we th are, we're thinking to ourselves, you know, hopefully she loves animals because if she doesn't, then we're, we're screwed. But <laughs> <laughs> but we're thinking to ourselves, you know, there's a lot of value in her going out on the balcony and seeing a giraffe, you know, like that's that's a cool thing. And so for us, we thought, you know, maybe we should buy there, even though we could probably book there with our Saratoga points. I think it, we we just felt like it would be kind of cool to own a piece of Animal Kingdom. So. You know, like you said, it's it's really up to what you value, and you know, Trevor buying at Polly. I mean, because yep. he loves Polly, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, it, I, yeah. The, I mean, the theme, the location, all that stuff—that's where the value is for us. So, although Polly, I think is like top three or five uh, for the most most valuable, right? For you guys, I think. 
It keeps going up there. Um, Grand Floridian is going to jump up too, just because it came out with the lowest dues on Disney property. So that's another change. We haven't done the report since we've done the change in due. So we'll definitely have that out soon. But that one jumped up the list as well. Oh, wow. Bay Lake Tower is always number two, typically. And that's where I own, besides besides <laughs> AKV. <laughs> AKV, also coincidentally, my daughter's initials. But that was not on purpose, I promise. <laughs> to everybody out there, we are Disney crazy, but we did not purposely name my daughter after Animal Kingdom Villas. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> so, we're not that crazy. We just, coincidence. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, All right. I, do we have any other questions, or do we yeah, want to move I, on to some other things here? Actually, yeah. So, so real quick, actually, I got one more here. And, and actually, I noticed this too when I was looking at the app for you guys. Is that um, on the app one of the one of the um, contracts I was looking at? It said, um, or no, it didn't say loaded. It said double. But but so Barry S was asking. He he wants to hear the opinion of loaded versus stripped contracts. And when is one a better deal than the other? So I, I think I saw that when I was looking at contracts as well on the app is that it, one came up as double so it's i'm assuming that that means there was more points on it than there usually is right and and, and that honestly kind of goes back to too where folks are going to find the value um, a lot of members will honestly look for a stripped contract and i say you know and when we say stripped that just means that a you know maybe there's no points for 2019 or maybe there's even no points for 2020 so some folks say well that's crazy why would i buy a contract with no points on it well because a lot of members say you know what i don't need points right because i already have the trips that i need are already set i'm fine on points i know i'm going to need it down the road and a strip contract will always be always be less per point than a quote-unquote loaded contract so when we say a loaded contract that could mean a couple things. It could mean, A, it's got all the points. So if I'm going to buy a 200-point contract, man, I look at a loaded contract for, say, AKV, and look, it's got 200 points for 2019, 200 points for 2020. Perfect. You had mentioned, uh, like, double points. We get that question a lot. What does double points mean? You can find something with double points. It's huge because basically it means right now that you could have points from 2018. Uh, the dues are paid on those points. So basically you're getting whatever amount of points it is. If it's a full year's worth of points, um, you're going to get that year's worth of points basically for, for free. So it's like a free vacation. So folks say, man, I'm going to get 200 points from 2018 that the dues are paid and I'm getting 200 points for 2019. That will always be higher per point than something that has, you know, stripped points to it. Uh, so again, everybody's different when it comes to what you need. Some folks want to travel right away. Other folks don't need to travel until, say, 2020. So uh, it really just depends what your family's needs are. So that's when you reach out to us. You know, you reach out to Marissa, you reach out to myself or our great team there, and we can happily answer the questions and figure out what's going to work best for you. Because again, at the end of the day, it's going to be money, right? So what financially is going to work best for you? That, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that logic too, right? You know, because I, I was looking at it too, and even in my case, I was like, I, I saw the double thing, and my wife asked about it, and I said, well, that means it's got, you know, the extra points. But we're in a position where we've already made our vacations, we've already booked our vacations for this year. So it's like, eh, you know, I it's it's not useful right <laughs> well and you don't see a ton of those i feel like either i don't see a ton of the two double points Am no I wrong about you know that? You, you might not see a full-fledged double point because again we'll only call it double points if it's got truly double points so you might see some if it's a 200 point contract you might see you know maybe they banked 100 of those points right from 2018 so when you click on any listing that's what's so great about our website i truly 
We'll shout it from the rooftops. I think we have hands down the best user-friendly, easy to navigate, got all the info you could possibly need from A to Z that when you click on any listing, you'll be able to see. It breaks it down exactly where the points are from, breaks it down exactly how many are coming from this year, from next year, from last year. Uh, so that way you can go ahead and reach out to us about it. And some folks though, will look at say a loaded point contract, right? So maybe if it's got double points and they say, just like you said, well, I ain't going to use it. So I don't really need it. But other folks say, Hey, you know what? I don't need it. But if I'm getting points from 2018, let's say, and they're basically the dues are paid on them, I'm not going to let them go to waste. So maybe I'll reach out to your great rental partner, right? A DVC rental store and I'll just rent those points back and make a little money off of it. That's kind of what I was thinking, you know, as the solution to not having access to Riviera. Like for me, if I wanted to stay at Riviera, maybe I would just, you know, rent out my points and then pay cash, you know, <laughs> like if I really wanted to stay there. It's so you know? funny. You talked about that because we had a great team meeting um, when all these changes came out. And that's pretty much the consensus that we all said. And we think that a lot of folks are going to say, too, is, well, down the road, let's say the Disney, you know, say in 10, 15 years, they open up a ski resort, right? Yeah, you know, they've been talking about that forever. So if they open up a ski resort and you say, oh, but I can't use my points to stay there. Okay, so you got two options. Either rent out the points you already have and then go ahead and stay at the ski resort and just pay cash for it. Or at that point, if the resort's been open for a while, if it's going to have the same stipulations that the Riviera has on it when folks turn around and have to sell it and you could only use it at that resort, it's going to be significantly cheaper to purchase something like that on the resale market. So then they say, oh yeah, that, that's a great point. So maybe I'll just buy points at that ski resort down the road because they're definitely, definitely going to be cheaper than what folks go ahead and pay for it by buying it direct. <laughs> that makes sense. Can you guys actually speak to, Trevor and I were talking about this before we started. Um, so how, everybody talks about this all the time and you guys probably have better knowledge of this than we do because um, you'll hear DVC members sometimes go, I don't understand why there's no availability at my resort, but if I go on the Disney World website, there's rooms available at my resort. Can you guys explain that a little bit, why that's like that, You know, why there's cash yeah, sure. rooms at the DVC resorts? Because I, I think a lot of people have that question. Yeah, it's a very common question. And if you feel like I'm talking too much, it's just that, Marissa, I had to take an emergency phone call. So, oh, no. So forgive me if you're stuck with hearing me talk for long periods of time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a great, great question, and it comes up a lot. And of course, you'll see it on the social media groups too, is I tried to book and I couldn't get anything, but I went on disneyworld.com and they had rooms available. It, it, it's important to know that the Disney company owns 2% of the inventory for every single Disney Vacation Club resort. They own 2%. Wow. Disney Vacation Club members have access to 98%. Uh, it is completely different inventory. So when you see those rooms being you know, rented to a guest you know, through disneyworld.com or whatnot, that is not your inventory. That is nothing to do with the Disney Vacation Club inventory. If it's booked, it's because it's booked by members, not anyone renting a room. So it's very, very, very important to know that. So your your dues are not paying for that room that someone's paying cash for, <laughs> Correct. is what you're saying. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Disney owns more points than anybody in the world, and they have to pay dues on those points. So yeah, it's completely <laughs> different inventory. So I get the frustration, but when folks kind of realize that, they go, oh, okay. Yeah, that does kind of make sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. That makes total sense. So, well, you just Trevor, made a very terrifying thought in my head of how much that two percent on each resort, how <laughs> expensive those dues actually are. Well, it's Disney <laughs> paying Disney, kind of, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't, I don't feel bad for them, but no. it's, it's very yeah. amusing to think about that. <laughs> it's a small struggling company. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just a, it's a fledgling <laughs> company. It's they're, they're they're up and coming. I've heard. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, man. I, I think we've exhausted all of our questions, unless there's yeah. any other questions that you had uh, that you've been getting. I, I know you guys have been getting bombarded today, but if there's anything else about that resale, um, you know, the, those changes that you guys want to mention before we, we move on to uh, talking about Trevor's upcoming trip here, because Trevor's leaving pretty soon. Um, so we want to talk about what he's going to be doing. But uh, is there anything else that you've heard a lot today that, that you want to mention that, that, that people have questions about? Yeah, I think the main thing is, you know, like we touched on, we just want people to have that peace of mind that once they, you know, they hear changes, but once you actually see what those changes are and how it will personally affect you and your ownership, it's probably not going to push you over the edge, right? I'm being, I don't like Disney Vacation Club, so I'm definitely not going to buy it now. No, if you were going to buy it before, it just makes sense to maybe do it a little bit sooner rather than later. And I want to stress too, that we're always going to be here, right? So if you wind up purchasing after January 19th, again, that's the important thing. You will still have access to 14 of the greatest resorts in Disney Vacation Club history. The ones on the monorail, the ones near Epcot, right? You're going to have access to all of those resorts. The booking is exactly the same, right? 11 months out at your home resort, seven months, and you could turn around and sell it. So that's what we want to give folks the peace of mind. What this little urgency tool does is just gets those folks that were kind of on the fence and maybe going to do it within the next six months or maybe even a year. You know what? Do it sooner than later. You know, reach out. Why not? You don't want to look back and say, I wish I would have done that sooner. Because again, when it comes to Disney Vacation Club, there's two things that we hear all the time. It's always, I wish I did it sooner. And I wish I would have bought more points at the time I first joined. Every person says the exact same thing. So what our urgency is, we just want to stress to people. And that's why we're so grateful for you having us on the show today to be able to have folks know this and to have folks reach out to us. And again, the best way to reach us, shoot us an email, right? Just D-E-R-E-K at DVCresalemarket.com or Marissa, M-A-R- issa at dvcresalemarket.com. Reach out to us with questions. That's what we are here for. If you do wind up making an offer, like we said, put down Derek, put down Marissa, either one is fine. In that comment section, though, put that welcome home. We want to track this back to your fantastic audience. And again, <laughs> that's do. what we're here for. We are here to help. You guys have the best audience in the whole entire world. So we're so, so grateful for you having us on. So I know yeah. it took a lot of juggling to get us on. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> no, it was, it was definitely important for us to have you on. And, and the timing was really great. So <laughs> it was and, perfect. And Derek, you feel free to stick around for the rest of our nonsense for the rest of the show. We, we've got a few more things we're going to talk about, but um, I'm sure you can offer some some valuable stuff there. I do. I had thought of one more question. My gosh, because <laughs> I did see this. Do you have any theory as to why they're doing this? I mean, is it just to, to push down resale to up direct sales? Uh, is it Star Wars related? I mean, any theory as to why you think they're doing this? Yeah, I think there's probably, you know, a couple of reasons, you know, you can check out the blog that we have. Nick did a really, really great job of just trying to kind of, you know, compile a lot of thoughts about why the Disney company would do this. It's it's definitely unlike the other changes that kind of, you know, we kind of heard about and slowly kind of trickled in like they're going to be doing this or going to be doing that. This one did kind of hit us like, wow, are they seriously considering doing that? And why would the Disney company do that? Because again, that's one of the that's one of the best parts about Disney Vacation Club is that when folks look at this, they say, you know what, what's my exit strategy? And you could always have that peace of mind when you purchased it, that down the road, knowing that there is such a vibrant resale market that you can turn around. Again, it's, it's you know, <clears throat> it's not an investment, right? So it's it's a luxury purchase. But if I'm going to go out and purchase a car and spend $30,000, $40,000 on a car, I want to know, well, if I need to sell that car, what am I going to get for it down the road? So there's a lot of stuff that kind of made us you know, peak our eyebrows a little bit, especially when it comes to, you know, selling the Riviera and buying Riviera resale, you could only use it at 
the the Riviera. Um, so there's, you know, a couple of things, you know, probably they're buying back a lot of stuff. So if it looks like, you know, the resale value is going to be less and the direct price kind of remains the same or increases, you know, the profit margin when they're buying them back is going to be a little bit bigger. Um, they can probably wind up getting, and I know, again, this is years down the road when it comes to Riviera, it's um, for foreclosures, you know, so for folks that foreclose on it, for folks that realize after they purchase something, you know, a big purchase and they can't afford it anymore, that Disney doesn't have to compete with resale, right? They can just take it over in foreclosure, turn around and sell those points um, and make 100% profit on it. So that's a lot of things that people are maybe thinking about it. Um, so yeah, there's just a, a huge, you know, I wish I could be a fly in the wall in these meetings <laughs> to try to figure out exactly what the mindset it. is. Yeah. But it put my mind at ease once I looked at all the details. And again, knowing that for folks that even if you purchase after January 19th, you still have access to the 14 fantastic Disney Vacation Club resorts. That's what we want to stress over and over again to anybody that if you're buying and if you needed to sell it down the road, again, the same thing will not be the same for Riviera. If you buy Riviera and if you sell Riviera, anybody that buys a resale Riviera, it's just not going to hold the same value like those original 14 resorts. So, um, but again, everybody's going to have different questions. So again, that's what we're here for. Call us, reach out to us. We're happy to help you every single step of the way. Well, that's great. And we really appreciate you guys coming on today. Like I said, feel free to leave or to, to stick around for the rest of our nonsense here. We, we Either either one, it's up to you. Um, we like having you guys on. So I'm going to go work on competing and, and uh, fulfilling Trevor's offer here. Uh, so that, that's okay, that too. Good. I, that okay good. That sounds good. And guys, sure. seriously, thank you guys so, so much. We here, the whole entire team here cannot thank you guys enough and cannot thank your audience enough. So uh, reach out to us with any questions you guys have. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys being sponsors on the show and just being willing to come on and talk about this. I know this is going to be really, really valuable to our listeners. And I know you said our, our listeners are smart. I, I think most of the time they're smarter than we are because they correct us on things all the time. <laughs> yes, so, they <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. And, and we, we don't know things. So, um, so yeah, no, they, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. And I know our listeners will too. So great. Wow, that, so that was that, was, that was so much information that, but I'm, I'm so glad that we got the opportunity to talk about that. <laughs> oh no, for sure. I, people are going to love, I mean, our listeners are going to absolutely eat that up because that is a, a great, great amount of information. Cause it, you know, you, you see that news today and it sounds scary, right? But these are the people that sell this stuff. If anybody should be scared, it's them and they're not, <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. not, they, they, they feel good about this. I, and you know, it, it is a big change. Yes. But there, there are, um, you know, it, it's not, the the end times for DVC um, or for DVC resale. You know, it, it sounds like there's a lot of good things that are still going to be happening and any changes that might be happening are, you know, five to 10 years down the road. So um, let's not wor worry too much about it now, I guess. But, um, but yeah, like, like, you know, like we said, if, if it's anything, it's, it would be them. That's uh, that, uh, that, that, that they would be worried. So I, I, I would say out there, you know, everybody that's panicking about this, don't worry too much. I, I think it's going to be okay. And, and once we get more details about this, um, you know, we'll obviously talk about it on the show. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, we'll, hopefully we'll have a chance to talk with uh, Marissa and Derek again in the future about like, yeah, after all, yeah. Of, after Riviera the comes dust out. Is settled. Yeah. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll have a better idea once these things actually start happening. And even like Marissa said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of weeks we get a much clearer view of what Riviera is really going to be. Right. So, so I'm, I'm actually yeah. kind of looking forward to that, which is 
weird. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I yeah. am too. I, I think you're right about that, by the way, that they're waiting until after this announcement and after the 19th to, to start selling that. I, I feel like they're going to announce what the price is and then they're going to start selling it pretty soon. It feels like that's what they're going to do. So Yeah. But enough about this. Let's hear about your trip. Yeah, let, let's talk about more pertinent things that are even Yeah, more happening. important things. So, yeah, exactly. This is so, more important, your trip coming up here. Yeah, so, so the funny thing is, I leave January 19th. So, <laughs> so the day <laughs> all amazing. of this changes is the day I get to Disney, which is, is very funny. Um, so, yeah, I guess this trip coming up, um, uh, this will be the first time I've gone in January. So... Um, that's going to be interesting. I've, I've been doing a lot of research on it mainly because, um, I've been used to going in, you know, hotter times of the year. So this will actually be fairly cool as far as Florida weather goes, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm coming from a colder climate, so it's, it, it's hard, right? It's, it's hard to kind of figure yeah. out, um, you know, dressing appropriately, all that kind of stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the other thing that's interesting about this trip is that uh, it so um, it kind of changed at the last minute and and not the whole trip, but uh, um, what ended up happening was I have some friends that I've I've known online for years. So I've I played online games with them and I've gotten to know them over the years, and just the stars just happened to align that um, we're all going to be in Orlando at the same time. So. I'm actually getting a chance to meet up with them. And, and so the result of oh, that is wow. we're at, yeah, we're actually all going to magic kingdom for a day together. And so I had to learn very quickly about how to add people to my Disney experience, how to, you know, book fast passes for multiple people that all have their own plans and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, oh, wow. I learned a lot about the system and, and it's really not that difficult. It's just more a matter of getting everybody's stuff sync together was the biggest challenge so that's um, something i'm going to be dealing with in october because my trip that i've been talking about for a while keeps getting bigger and bigger like people like because we're staying in a two-bedroom they can sleep i think like nine like people keep going well we're gonna come for a couple days too and it's like okay well that makes my planning brain explode yeah (laughs) yeah and that makes things hard (laughs) same thing for me is and and so something interesting that i i figured out pretty quick is that uh and actually this is a good lesson learned for i guess anyone that is looking at stuff like this is that um booking dining reservations and booking fast passes um their dining reservations is actually easier to do than fast passes believe it or not so um i actually added on to a dining reservation that i had and um i like i had to add like seven or eight people to it wow yeah. So yeah, it's the, there's going to be a group of us and, um, and I, like I had to find a new time, but it didn't require, like, I just needed to add on to the existing reservation. I didn't have to go and, you know, link their accounts Absolutely. to my accounts or yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it, it was very easy to just say, you know, here is my reservation plus eight guests. So, so I guess that's the first thing is that if you're doing any kind of reservations like this, if you're planning on, you know, having a big sit down meal, you know, you know, cause people like to do that, right. You know, you get everybody together for one meal or whatever, um, you can do that very easily and you don't have to wait on other people to, to do that. You can just go and say, you know, I know I need it for X amount of people book it done. Um, fast passes though are a much trickier 
deal. <laughs> if we were if we were an explicit podcast, you, there's some words you could say. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, I, no, I wouldn't go that far. It hasn't been oh, okay. to the point where I where I've been like upset about it, but it was just figuring out how it worked. And and the biggest thing to realize it. So I do see this occasionally on Facebook groups as people are talking about. You know, I'm going with you know my cousin. Um, how can I you know book stuff for them, or how can I book stuff with them? So so the first thing that I learned is that you need to make sure that you add people to your family and friends list. So I had to get the email addresses of everybody that was going that had their own My Disney Experience account set up. And I had to add them to, to uh, or send them friend requests so that I could manage their plans. And then once I did that, I could actually see them inside of My Disney Experience. So, so that's the first thing is you'll get everybody else's information and consolidate it. If you're the, again, if you're the planner on the trip, make sure you do that. Um, the second thing too is that they have to have park tickets purchased for the days that you're trying to book fast passes for. If they don't have park tickets and you do, it won't let you do anything. And it, it kind of sounds obvious, like it kind of makes sense. But at the time when I was doing it, I was thinking like, oh, you know, I know they're going to buy their park tickets, but I'll just book the fast passes now and it'll be fine. Disney won't <laughs> let you do that. They don't let you do that. No. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had to, you know, go to everybody and, and it's also not just that they purchase the park tickets. They have to go into my Disney experience and link, and link those them, right? yeah. yeah link them mm-hmm. to themselves and link them to anybody else in their party so like i had one friend where um one person was managing the tickets for for two of them and she set it up for herself and i was like okay great and so i added her to a fast pass that i made and then um i went to go and add um uh her her uh, boyfriend to the pa- fast pass and it wouldn't let me and so I had to go back to and say, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, wait, hold on. This, this isn't working. And then she, it, I had to tell her to, yeah, go and link that ticket to him. Oh. And then as soon as she did that, it worked. So, jeez. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's very technical, but now that it's in there, now that I've got it all in there, it's actually, it, it makes a lot of sense and it's easy, but they don't tell you any of this stuff on the website. So I guess for anyone listening to this, I hope that, that somebody else, you know, get some value out of listening to this podcast for that reason, because that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned in the last month about uh, my Disney experience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're, so I'm assuming you're staying at Polly, but like, uh, like any, any special things that you're doing, uh, you know, any extra events, um, any dining, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we, um, (laughs) so um, we, we've got a couple of places booked for dining. So I, I wanted to try the Skipper Canteen in uh, magic kingdom oh, yeah. so um yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested for that I, I i do like the jungle cruise and i and i'm kind of excited for that um for like just the theme of the restaurant um other places <laughs> we were redoing garden grill because we decided we love garden grill oh nice and i haven't done garden grill since i was like five it, <laughs> I, need to, I need to do it again i need to it's do it it's a great it's a great place in epcot I, and and you know yeah. everybody says that I, i've seen this so many times on Facebook, people ask, you know, where should I eat in Epcot? And the first thing is always Garden Grill. So we're doing that again. Um, we're also doing Primetime 50s Diner again because we we loved it the last time we went. We, we thought it was, a, you know, a great experience. And my son wanted to do it again, even over top of the Sci-Fi Diner. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's – I and I love that resort. I mean, that resort. I love that restaurant too. It's, it is a lot of fun. We've taken a couple people there just because it's – it's silly fun. It's it's it like uh, it, it's it's like um, oh, what do you call it? Um, Whispering Canyon, but it's with a fifties theme, and it's still rowdy and kind of fun and ridiculous. And 
yeah just yeah, just super fun enough places like that at disney i feel like you know there's only yeah. a couple of them here and there they're gems <laughs> yeah exactly so so yeah we're doing that one again and then um we have <laughs> we actually have a one very packed day that it just again the, it, this was a result of the stars aligning with with my friends and readjusting our uh our bookings and everything is that in one day we're doing um crystal palace in the morning we're doing hoopty doo in for the four o'clock show so we're doing oh, the wow. hoopty doo review early dinner yep and then we're doing um the fireworks dessert party which one uh the plaza garden view at oh, oh, okay. uh, the magic uh, kingdom one yeah yeah happily ever after because we yeah, yeah. again we we the funny thing is is and and some people may disagree with me on, on this that you know I'm not booking the dessert party for the dessert. Um, I, I, I don't really care that much about, about, you know, cause they have the sit down in Tomorrowland Terrace and I don't even care about that. I just wanted to have an opportunity to stand in the middle of the hub and watch happily ever after. And that's really all I'm paying for, which I know that's you're paying for the view. You're paying for yeah, the view. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 but I, I know to some people it sounds like, well, you're not like, you're not even like really going for the dessert party. Like I, I, I don't even care that much about it. I, I care about, like I said, we're going to go from hoopty doo, which yeah, you know, is a big meal. Then we're going to go to the dessert party. And then after happily ever after we are doing the Disney after hours event. Oh yeah. So that's, that should be cool. I, I would love, I can't wait to that, hear a review of that. Yeah. So, so that, that day is going to be like, like, jam packed. Well, but here's the funny thing is that um, I I booked some fast passes for that morning, but I told my wife I said, you know, we may just say forget it to the fast passes and just go back and spend that yeah. like ha- have a, a day at the resort because that evening, like as soon as we go for dinner, we're gonna be like all in on the Magic Kingdom, right? So I mean, everything I've seen about the After Hours events, it's like walk-on for every single ride. So why yeah, would you exactly. need any Fast Passes that day, right? Yeah. I will tell you, Trevor, during the wintertime, and when I've done a, the dessert party at Magic Kingdom, they had drinking chocolate there. That was like the greatest thing I've ever had. So you might want to check that out. <laughs> okay, that that's good to know. I didn't... I, I was expecting, because last time we went, we they the sparkling after, apple cider is good. Like, they, they always serve that. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, yeah. yeah, you know, I'll have some of that. But... Yeah, if there's if there's special stuff in the winter, then yeah, mm-hmm. I'll I'll be a little more intrigued on that. <laughs> I don't know if they always have it. I just know when I went in December a couple of years ago, they had the drinking chocolate. You know, they have like like little tiny mugs that you put it in because it's super concentrated. It's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like espresso hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, but and it, it was so good. I could I they should have given me a full mug of that. I would have drank I would have drank a whole coffee cup of that. Forget the tiny glass. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, continue. I, I'm excited to hear how that after hours event is because that's not something that a lot of people do, and I, I think it's a I think it's a cool event, and I, I really want to hear how it goes. So yeah. And again, that that was our thinking with it is that, you know, we we have the opportunity to do it now. So we're taking that opportunity. And it's also allowing us that um, the last trip we went on, we we still get into this holiday mode of like, go, 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 like, like, running around way more than we should be. And we're trying not to do that. But and and so the reason that we booked the after hours is that we know it'll give us the opportunity to really, you know, you know, go and hit up all those rides, hit up all the stuff that that we know we want to do and not feel pressured that, you know, we have to spend, you know, entire days necessarily trying mm-hmm. to get on to or like 
you know, multiple days getting onto all the rides that we want, right? Like it's, yeah, it'll let us get that fix for, you know, you know, walk on rides and all that kind of stuff. But then again, like I, it's a premium experience and I, I think it's justified for, for for our situation. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, we have that. And then the, the only other thing we have outside of that is I have booked my, um, Wreck-It Ralph at the Void as well. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about that one, too. Are you going to try to do Star Wars again, too, or are you just going to do Wreck-It Ralph? So, we may try and do Star Wars afterwards. I didn't book anything for Star Wars, but my son... Tur- so, I told him I booked Wreck-It Ralph, and I thought he was going to be all excited, and, and he turned to me and said, we're doing the Star Wars one, too, right? And I was like... <laughs> I, I said, okay, yeah, you know, we'll try to. I said, you know, it depends on how we're feeling that day. Like, you know... You know, we may want to take a break. I mean, honestly, we'll probably end up doing the doing it anyway. But <laughs> they don't give a DVC discount there, do they? No, they don't. I feel like that, they should. Yeah, it would it would be nice if they did. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so actually, yeah. Speaking of of discounts, actually, one other thing too is, um, so I have booked my November trip, and oh, nice. Yeah, unfortunately, so we were talking about a. Um, I think it was one or two episodes ago, me and Damon were going to try and see if we could line up our dates. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah. um, th- we're not going to be able to to meet up down there. Um, nah. Just again, because of our schedule, I I'm going earlier in November and yeah, it, we're just, we're going to miss each other, unfortunately. But the thing about booking that trip is that um, again, you know, with, because of the magic of DVC and everything is that, I went back and I looked at my park tickets and I, this time I had just bought, you know, you know, standard tickets for, for our trip. But because we've booked that second trip now in November, it actually makes more sense for me to buy the gold pass. That's what I was going to ask you, are you going to do, are you going to do AP? Because all you got to do is pay the difference, you know? Yeah. So, so that, so I already called and, and asked about it and they said, yeah, you can absolutely transfer the, your existing park tickets into a gold pass. Uh, but I have to do that when I get down there. So I was hoping to do it ahead of time with, mm-hmm. because the, the last time that uh, I had bought gold passes, cause I knew I was going to be going twice in, in one year, they let me upgrade it to the platinum pass because of the, the promo that they had. And they let me do that online, but mm-hmm. going from going from standard passes to an annual pass, they won't let you do that online. So you have oh, to actually okay. go to the gate to do that. You got to do go to guest relations when you get there, and they'll do yeah. it for you. Yeah, we did that. We we did that before too. And I was going to say, I I mean, it'd be crazy not to do AP for that. I mean, and and you know, and because it'll save you a lot of money. I like it too because when you're on the trip, you can kind of just be like, well, maybe we won't go to the parks today. Maybe we'll just hang out, but then we'll go later tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. You get you get like freedom out of that because you don't feel like you're wasting a ticket by only going for half day. You know? Yeah, and that that was kind of that was part of it too is it like because of all the changes that happened like i said changes with you know now meeting my friends down there so that that kind of that actually was going to we were initially talking about buying another day for the day we arrived because um we were going to meet them uh after we we landed in orlando but the problem is is that we land like late in the day and so i was looking at going well you know do i do I pay for a full day's park ticket when we're only going to be in there for, you know, maybe two or three hours at a time. And because all, because my friends, they're all coming from, mm-hmm. uh, they're either coming in on the Friday or um, like they're driving down or whatever. So they're all going to be 
they're way ahead of us. So like they're, they're spending Saturday and then I'm meeting up with them for Sunday. But for the Saturday night, I was like, you know, do I justify spending for that extra day? But yeah, now that once I realized that I was booking my November trip, I was like, well, yeah, you know, buy the annual pass that way, you know, we show up if we spend two hours in the park on Saturday, big deal. Right. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, yeah. That makes total sense. I, that's the the big thing I like when, you know, when I've done the annual pass holder before, it just, it makes you feel a lot more because I'm the type of person that when we go on vacation, like we always go hard because I'm like, I want to get every dollar that I spent out of this thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, we didn't do any pool days. We didn't, did none of that. But if you have an, if you have an annual pass, it's like, oh, okay, maybe we'll just hang out at the pool and then, you know, go to the parks later today and just take it easy, you know? So yeah, I, it's, I, yeah, I it's like already that. paid for, right? It's, you know, exactly. yeah, you know. Yeah, two hours here, two hours there. It's all good. Yeah, it's it's cool, and especially DVC members when you get to go a lot, you know, it it, it really is. Uh, you know, you don't feel like you have to do everything. We've talked about that before, where you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're rushing to do everything because you've done it. So, um, yeah. So, anything else you're doing with that? I we're we're getting like really long on time, but I want to make yeah, sure we I, talk about your whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know, and yeah, that, there was there was a lot to talk about today, but no, I th- I think that's about it. Like I said, I'll I'll let you guys know how the those special events go and how how touring with a larger party works because we're only doing it for one day. But I'm sure I'll I'll see that difference because I again, you know, my family is only there's only three of us, so I'm going to get a taste of you know how Damon does. Uh, <laughs> that's right does a tour right so so yeah it should be interesting and l- look for trevor wearing his welcome home pin uh in the parks if you find him he'll give you a pin <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding you probably doesn't uh, well, have any. <laughs> actually i i do have i i do have a couple of welcome home oh. pins so yeah if, if you do happen to find me if i have some left i would be willing to share and oh, i guess yeah. to make it a bit easier um I'll be the guy wearing the Gravity Falls uh, baseball go. cap. So there you go. if you know Gravity Falls, you know what Dipper's hat looks like on Gravity Falls with the pine tree on it. That's That'll be me. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to find you. Um, <laughs> well, you have to do some Googling. <laughs> I'd have to do some Googling. Okay, that's, yeah, that's fair. All right. um, but yeah, so, I, you know, and, and by the way, I, I, we've gotten asked this before. At some point, we will have like some shirts and some hats and all that fun stuff. I, we, we, we will do that at some point. Um, you know, we got our 50th episode coming up in a, in a month or two here and we'll, we'll probably do some things like that for our 50th. So, um, hang tight, you know, at some point you'll be able to buy some stuff with our, with our name on it if you really want to. So, and as Derek said, we've got some really great fans, so we know you guys will want to buy some stuff. So, (laughs) well, uh, so let's talk about, and we, we're out of time here. So we got a couple more things on here that are mostly, you know, whatever stories, but, um, there's now a, I, did you see that there was a, uh, there's now a paid fireworks party for top of the world, uh, lounge. I know a lot of people were worried about this thinking that top of the world was going away, but it is not. Yep. Um, it is, it is still there that just DVC is a little slow to update the website with new dates. But, um, I, I saw this event. It looks kind of cool. I, I mean, it's, I feel like it's along the lines of, it's not a replacement, you know, where you're basically kicking everybody out of that lounge and only having that. It's kind of, to me, like the dessert party that you're doing. It's guaranteed yeah. firework viewing, right? Yeah. And, and that, that was my thought too, is, you know, the, this is a premium package. This is for people that, you know, they want to sit down have a meal and then they want to be able to watch the fireworks and they don't want a chance at that, you know, the lounge might be full, right? It's just... It's just making That's sure exactly that there is, is that yeah. that space for them, right? 
Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is, and and I I think that's that's fine. I mean, yep. we talked to we everybody that listens to the show knows that we don't have a problem with premium events. You know, if because we've all done them, and you know, it they're cool, they're fun. You know, and and they're I, in my experience, they have never interrupted me from like when I'm not part of the premium experience. I've never even noticed that the premium experience is going on. Yeah. So it's not you know <laughs> what I mean. It's like it's not interrupting my trip one way or the other. So I don't care if they do them, they can do them all they want, but I'm glad that top of the world is sticking around. Uh, I know there was a lot of chatter on the DVC groups worried about that. This was, this was going away, but I really don't think it, it is. So I, I think, you know, it, we're, we're, we're good. People have been in there in 2019. We're in good shape here. Yep. <laughs> so, so yeah, this might be something that I look at for our November trip. So. Oh we'll yeah. See. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I think it would be, it's, it seems like a neat experience. So. Um, I like this one, and I don't know if this is true that he accidentally gave it away, but did you see that? that I, I uh, Bob... saw the, the headline about it, but I can't believe yeah. he would accidentally reveal the mutt. Like, Do you think he something? did it purposely? He could have. I mean, he yeah. didn't say whether he did or not. Yeah, that's true. I, but I, I guess maybe people were expecting more fanfare for for announcing yeah. the opening month. Maybe I don't know, but basically Iger in a in an interview uh, said, you know, just kind of casually said that Star Wars Land in in uh, Disneyland would be opening in June. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which is interesting too because the the prevailing thought is that Hollywood Studios is about six months behind or so, and so if that's the case, then we're talking December really for for the Star Wars Land in in Hollywood Studios. So. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I, it kind of seemed like he accidentally revealed it, and it kind of was presented that way online. But I don't know if he actually did accidentally unveil it. But yeah, I guess the only thing about that is that him casually dropping that means that you know people will obviously like like hotel booking and all that stuff is just going to go nuts around June. Well, I mean, it had to, it had to have blown up already. Yeah, I, I I I have to assume as soon as that article came out that. All of a sudden, the the phone lines at uh, the reservation center and the website got very very busy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have to assume so. Well, and then plus free dining came out last week, so then you know the the Disney the regular Disney World website crashed. Uh, so yeah, that, that was, was well. I was trying to book fast passes for my friends too. So <laughs> of course, yeah. Thanks to free dining for that one. Yeah, I, <laughs> so. I, I thought that was a great day. <laughs> And we're going to save my rant on why DVC doesn't get free dining for another day because every time free dining comes out, there's like 20 posts on all the groups. It's like, why doesn't DVC get free dining? There's a good reason for why. But we're going to talk about that another time because we've been rambling on forever today. Yeah, yeah. let's cut this off. The the last thing we should probably talk about is the the deputies investigating the theft of Buzzy the animatronic from Cranium Command. It's not actually Buzzy that was stolen. It was his clothes, which... I heard it was his clothes, and then later in another theft, the rest of them. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I only heard the clothes, but either way, I mean, how? Okay, how would you haul out an animatronic? Like, you That's, can't yeah. walk out the front door of Epcot. <laughs> no, this has got to be an inside job, right? Yeah. It's got to be somebody that works for Disney stole this. But for those that don't know, and those have not been Disney fans for a long time, the Wonders of Life, of, Life Pavilion used to be a beautiful. Uh, golden dome that you could go into which is you can go into it seasonally now but there was a cool uh, show there called Cranium Command which if I can compare it to anything it's the movie Inside Out because I feel like it's basically the 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 I don't know if it was inspired Inside Out later on but it's kind of Inside Out right? yeah yeah the, the like inside of someone's brain watching what they're doing and 
controlling it kind of thing, right? And Yeah, and Buzzy was like kind of like the driver of this person. So Buzzy somehow got all of his clothes stolen and then later on somehow got completely stolen. Probably after the people stole his clothes, they were like, well, we stole his clothes. Maybe we can steal the rest of them. Because the, yeah. <laughs> the, the report said that there was like, there was like, um, uh, what do you call it? Hydraulic fluid everywhere. Because I guess somebody just, they just cut the lines really quick and ran. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> I, know, I had to mention this because I just kind of thought it was kind of funny. It's sad because it's a classic attraction, but it is also kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm just imagining like, you know, running, somebody running by Spaceship Earth. And like, like with a trail of hydraulic fluid, like as if security couldn't, I don't know. I just, how, how could you not notice? I, I, that's, I, that's what I want to know. Like, how did somebody sneak into the attraction? Number one. Although if you go on YouTube, there's lots of videos of people sneaking into those old attractions and wonders of life. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I, I don't know how you could steal something like that. So I, I, I was actually watching a, a documentary on not, not wonders of life, but actually uh, horizons. And, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is it about the guy that broke into it for like a while? The, there was two of them that, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. I know what were, you're talking about. They yeah. were taking pictures and stuff, but then, um, I guess when the ride was getting close to closing down, not not them, but other people were stealing stuff out of the ride. So they were like getting off the ride, taking things, and then jumping back in the ride vehicle. Yeah, b- because there wasn't the security on the ride like there is now. And I guess it's the same thing at Cranium Command is that yeah, you know they don't have the cameras and the sensors and everything to detect the stuff. But still, even after all of that. You know, you still have to come back out into Epcot or into some space where, you know, you're going to see cast members and other people and you're carrying a large robot with hydraulic fluid leaking out of it. Like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I just had to bring that up because it's just so weird and funny and yeah. it makes me sad. It makes me sad, though, too, because that's, you know, a thing I remember from my childhood. So, you know, whatever they end up doing with that someday. I mean, I first of all, how much is that really worth on the black market? I can't imagine that much. Like, who's gonna who's gonna buy it? First of all, eh, it's just weird. Maybe Somewhere. John Stamos is in the market for some new Disney <laughs> paraphernalia. Can you can you imagine if John Stamos got like somebody found out that he had that someday and like was like, where did you get this from, John Stamos? <laughs> just in but, his living room. <laughs> Yeah, John Stamos is. If those out there that don't know, John Stamos is a huge Disney Parks fan. That is a real thing that he yep. loves Disney Parks. So and anyway, if you're listening, John Stamos, it's just a joke. You're still cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and if you're listening, you're the coolest person on earth, and you should call us. And yeah, and yeah, in, we we would love to interview we, you. <laughs> yeah, we'll interview you all about this. Come on the show. Um, okay, so at this point, we're getting a little punchy because we've been talking for a while because we're talking. We're we're trying to talk directly to John Stamos. So let's yeah, let's, we're, go, we're, let's go ahead we're, and wrap this up. We're, we're sorry, everyone. That this whole episode has just been loopy. So yeah, let, let's let's yeah. finish it. Let's let's, <laughs> let's let's wrap this up. Uh, you know, because Damon would have bailed out by now if he would would have been here today. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I guess we also because we missed that episode. I I blame that on why we're taking so long with this one because we we have a lot of pent-up discussion that we haven't had so that's true and thank you everybody for being so cool about that we wanted to take a break to spend time with our families we've been doing this non-stop for two years almost and um every two weeks we have come out with an episode never failed and um you know we just wanted to take a little break so yes and and it was it was wonderful and we appreciate it and now we're ready to come back and keep going so Let's talk about how you guys can send us more questions and stuff. So as usual, 
Um, our email address is welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, more questions like we got for the, the DVC resale folks today. We love that kind of stuff. We, you know, it, if you have questions for us that we can ask John Stamos, you can send them there too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh my God. And um, we also have our, uh, our website, welcomehomepodcast.com. Someday something cool will happen with it. I don't know when, but you know yeah. yeah someday we'll do something with it someday we'll pay attention to it and do something with it yeah i i think yeah we, when the time 2019, is right some, new year's resolution yeah. the website will be better yeah when the time is right you will see something really cool i don't know what but um <laughs> and yeah again you know we we love questions we love the comments um if you guys want to hit us up we're on facebook at welcome home podcast um you can see us on twitter and instagram uh, Twitter's Welcome Home Pod, Instagram is Welcome Home Picks. Really, those just post pictures from that we post on Welcome Home Podcast. Actually, those um, you may want to, if you're subscribed to them, keep an eye out because I do try to post pictures when I'm on my vacation. So um, hopefully, you guys will see some stuff here while uh, I'm down Disneyland or Disneyland Disney World Disney in the World. next uh, <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Um, also, if you have subscribed to us through iTunes uh, or or Google Play, uh, we like reviews. Um, we like reviews that actually say like things, not just you know why you love us or why you hate us. Yeah, like if it's like you know you you talk too loud and my dog barked, you know that's not useful to us. But um, <laughs> we we still like reviews though because they do actually help with viewership on those platforms. So it helps it you know get out to to more people. So um, yeah, I think that's yeah, about it. So. Yeah, and don't don't for, forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Of course, you can find us, as, as uh, Trevor mentioned, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find a podcast. Uh, you can find us, uh, you know, so check out, just, you know, look for a podcast app if you don't have one, and uh, you should be able to find us just by searching Welcome Home. And, of course, just a reminder to our listeners, as always, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. So please consult the DVC representative, a Disney representative, Disney cast member for uh, more information about anything we talked about today, or call our good friends over at DVC Resale Market. Big, 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 big thank you to DVC Resale Market for being on the show today. Um, Really, really great timing with these new uh, announcements that came out. Uh, Check out, you know, talk to Derek, talk to Marissa, tell them that uh you heard them on the show today and uh, like i did you know yeah exactly like trevor did right on the show trevor put an offer on a contract on the show that is not even a joke yeah that that is my service to you guys so that you know i'll tell you how it went when i get home from my trip there you go exactly exactly so but you know please reach out to them like i said they're super nice they're really helpful uh really great company to work with and you know if you want to get in here before that deadline uh you know do what trevor did and, and get in as soon as you can so join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and of course more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awall, the voice of the jungle signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a huddle when we hit a chair How she can cuddle is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole Found her in a sugar bowl